across the country and around the world. We are listening now to TalkZone.com, Internet Talk Radio. TalkZone.com. This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. You may use Facebook or Twitter without giving it much thought, but did you know that your online identity is increasingly being used to decide if you are or aren't suitable to serve on a jury? People are using online forums more and more to communicate their ideas about a variety of topics, and the field of perspective useful information for us as jury consultants and lawyers also grows. Then, tax time isn't far off. Now, there are plenty of ways to get your taxes prepared for free. We'll get the details that can save you money. The threshold is $58,000 for families, and the IRS estimates that that threshold actually means that about 70% of taxpayers will be able to file for free. Those stories and more are coming up on this week's edition of InfoTrack. We'll get the show underway in just a moment. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Welcome back to InfoTrack. I'm Roy Mackey. When a legal case comes to trial, lawyers for the prosecution and defense know that jury selection is key. But InfoTrack's Chris Whitting has found that technology has changed that process and it may raise privacy concerns. Chris? Thanks, Roy. What might surprise you is how lawyers are getting some very personal details about those in the jury pool. Here to talk about this is Amber Yearwood, a jury consultant based in San Francisco. Amber, how are you? I'm great. How are you, Chris? Terrific. Do you have any idea how widespread the practice is of lawyers using, they're apparently using Facebook and other social networking sites to dig into people's pasts? How much of this is going on? Well, I think that it's happening more and more. There's still an emphasis, at least among the lawyers that I work with, in my job as a jury consultant on traditional jury selection tools like pre-voir dire juror questionnaires or the process of voir dire itself, which is just asking jurors questions about their attitudes, experiences, and selves in open court. However, judges are dealing with more and more lawsuits. The time they allow for jury selection has always been tight. And so in the face of those time limitations and also, you know, because this technology is improving, people are using these sorts of websites more and more. In your opinion, are the lawyers who do this crossing a line between public and private information or not? I would say not because every individual has a choice about how to control their privacy settings. We all have the ability to control how much of an online presence we are. And in my experience in using the Internet to research jurors, the only jurors that I get or potential jurors that I get extremely useful information out of are those who post very publicly and very frequently, and I think that's the kind of person that's made a choice that they want to have a large online presence. Amber, when lawyers look at Facebook or other social networking sites regarding a juror, what sort of things are they looking for? Well, it depends on the lawyer and it depends on the case. We come from the perspective that the most relevant information for jury selection are potential jurors' case-relevant attitudes and experiences, and you're not going to get that from somebody's Facebook or MySpace page in the vast majority of lawsuits. 
So what we tend to emphasize in looking on someone's MySpace or Facebook page is, are they a leader? Are they an opinionated person? Do they hold strong opinions about a variety of issues? You may be able to identify their political orientation or their religious affiliation from their Facebook or MySpace page, and that can be useful in certain contexts. Is this a very popular person? Is this the kind of person that has a lot of relationships with a lot of people? More what you're going for is how is this person likely to function in a group dynamic? Because, of course, that's what a jury is. It's a group making a decision together. And so that's the kind of information that tends to be more helpful that you can find online. We're talking with Amber Yearwood, a jury consultant based in San Francisco, and she's telling us a little bit about how lawyers gather information on prospective jurors, including using Facebook and other social networking sites. If, for example, a prospective juror says on Facebook that they really love those crime TV shows or the lawyer shows on TV, is that the sort of thing that might be a red flag? That would be a red flag to a prosecutor in a criminal trial and maybe to some extent a plaintiff's attorney in a civil trial because the burden of proof rests with those parties. So frequently I've seen prosecutors ask in voir dire in criminal cases, how many of you like CSI? How many of you watch those crime shows? And they become concerned when a juror has a penchant for that kind of show because they're concerned that that juror might hold them to a higher standard of proof than they'll actually be able to meet. So I think that's why that kind of interest tends to be a concern for any party with the burden of proof. We've seen in news stories that cases were thrown out of court when it turned out that jurors were using Twitter to make comments about the deliberations. Is that something that a lawyer would ask or check into if you were a big Twitterer? Yes, this is an issue that we're increasingly helping our clients deal with. We see judges being increasingly concerned that jurors are going to research cases online in the midst of trials or tweet about cases or otherwise post information about their participation in a case online in the midst of a jury trial. It's a very growing concern. Um, we've worked with our clients to develop a certain language to suggest to judges to use. They can either use it on a pre-voir dire juror questionnaire to instruct jurors that they are not allowed to tweet or otherwise use the internet to obtain or share any sort of information. And we're seeing judges get on board with those kinds of instructions because it's causing a number of mistrials. Interesting. So if somebody does use Twitter an awful lot, that might be a red flag. Yes. And the way that I've seen attorneys and judges handle a person like that is it's not likely to be a decision point in terms of whether we accept that juror, but the judge will typically admonish them individually more than they would your typical juror about not using the internet to obtain or to share any information about the proceedings. And of course, listeners should be aware that in a legal proceeding, if they're the focus of a legal proceeding, what they've posted online can and will be used against them, for example, in a divorce case or that sort of thing. Oh, absolutely. One of the most challenging types of evidence in many of the cases that we work on are bad emails and other documents that somebody, you know, unthinkingly creates or posts online and then it rears its ugly head down the road in litigation. 
If you were to give advice to someone about what they post online, given your background and what you've seen, what advice would you give? Just be cognizant of the fact that the Internet is a public forum that anybody can utilize to understand who you are. And if you have any concerns about someone drawing conclusions regarding your personality or how you might function on a jury, then you might want to be more conservative. But frankly, I think that a lot of the folks who we identify as strong personality types or red flags in the course of this type of internet research for jury selection don't really mind being characterized as such. As a general question, when a lawyer is looking for a prospective juror, what type of person is most favored? Is it someone who's easily swayed, or is it someone who maybe doesn't have very strong opinions on things? Well, I think it depends upon the case. All lawyers want to find jurors who are easily swayable by them, but of course not by the other side. (laughs) And of course, jury selection, we think of it as picking our 12 perfect people, but certainly as a jury consultant, I have to emphasize with my clients that jury selection is really the process of jury deselection. All we can do is strike potential jurors who we believe are going to be problematic for our case and for our client. So we tend to focus on those jurors who have experiences, attitudes, feelings, and to some extent personality types that we believe will predispose them against our case. Amber, if you could look ahead to the future, do you see this practice of using the Internet and social networking sites as a growing way to research jurors? Yes, absolutely. And I think the reasons are twofold. First, attorneys are getting increasingly savvy with technology. I see this in their presentations. I see this in their own Internet research that they're conducting independently. And I think the second reason is that prospective jurors are getting increasingly savvy and increasingly engaged in these types of websites. People are using Facebook, using MySpace, using other online forums more and more to communicate their ideas about a variety of topics. And as they do that, the field of prospective useful information for us as jury consultants and lawyers also grows. Amber Yearwood, a jury consultant based in San Francisco, and you can learn more about her at trialbehavior.com. Amber, we want to thank you for joining us on InfoTrack. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. And for InfoTrack, I'm Chris Whitting. Up next, tax time is on the horizon. Are yours done yet? Turns out there are a number of new ways to get yours prepared for free. The details are straight ahead. There's more InfoTrack coming up. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. 